It's the internet, you're busy, so let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything about the world of games so you don't have to do it yourselves. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me, Cavs fan number one, Mike Minotti. That's right. It's me. It's Mike Minotti. Go Cleveland. It's a good, it's a good city for sports. It's a good city. Actually, do like, I actually... I, I still like do things like haha yay go sports, but I actually like do like sports a lot, so it's funny, <laughs> especially my Cleveland teams. And it, I mean, it's especially a good city for sports these days, at least uh, last couple of years. Yeah, they actually have some good teams. I mean, the Browns are you know almost hilariously bad at this point, so it's it's almost better than if they were just mediocre in a way. Yeah, exactly. It's still interesting, at least you can at least uh, yeah die hard alongside. There's something them. happening. In today's episode, we're going to go over the week's news. We're going to preview Nintendo at E3, and that pretty much wraps up our coverage. Next week, we're going to come back with some more uh, kind of a, a more roundup sort of feature for E3. We might, we probably should do that thing we talked about a few weeks back, where we talk about the past E3s and our favorite moments from those. Oh I, man, I've been thinking about yeah. a couple. How rock- many have you done now? Uh, not a ton. I guess the- I think my. F- Fourth, I mean, I've like, I must be, I must have done six or seven. I the first one I went to was the year that they had like the 3DS there for the first time, whatever that was. I tell you what, my eight, maybe 2010. Yeah, so how many is it for you total? Do you know? Well, I went to that, I think I missed one. There's like one I didn't go, and that's it. So it must be like six or seven, maybe seven. It's been a bunch now, it's to the point where like it is starting to blur together. Yeah, my ADHD manifests in a very specific way where I can – my time exists two days in the past, two days in the future. Anything outside of that radius is just a big blur. Uh, so I can't plan ahead and everything but happens in the past. It all kind of happened in the same a- amorphous blob. Um, so I'd, I have to like actually go back and look at a calendar and piece together my life uh, memento style to figure out how many E3s I've been to. But it's probably it's probably like five. I think you might have been to at least one or two more than me at this point. Um, yes. Uh, before we kind of get on to the news and uh, the games that we've been playing uh, and whatever else, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, you can get more from me and Mike at GameSpeed.com. If you have something to share with us, email the podcast at gamesplusspodcast@venturebeat.com. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and uh, anything else. Uh, finally, if you like the show, get on that Apple Podcast app and give us a five star review. Mike, we don't have a ton nope. of games that we've been playing. I think uh, it's starting to get to a point where I, we, we're probably still kind of playing some older games, but for the most part, I'm starting. Yeah, to play yeah I'm playing a lot of the same games. A lot of the same games, and then also I'm like also kind of ramping up for E3 where. I'm I'm beginning to get hesitant to start a new big game. Um, I'm like no, thinking I know ma- what you mean. maybe I could like pull off one more. Maybe if I like did go pick up near like right now, I could squeeze it in before E3. But it's getting like to the point to where the first ending at least. Yeah, it's gonna start giving me a little bit of stress if I start thinking about starting a new game. Um, so you know, of course, I did start at least uh, two new games. One of them's Vanquish, which is actually an old game, but it's one we've been talking about for a few weeks now. Uh, Sega bringing back some of these old classics. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of known for its brevity, right? Like it's right. So that's fine. Right. And I, and I actually still have, I haven't finished it just cause I have been playing so many other older games that still put playing PUBG a lot. And you're bad at games too. So it takes you a little bit longer. Well, it, you know what, to be fair, <laughs> it does have that bug. Have you heard about this, this bug that like, if you play I've heard it, about this damage bug. 
Yeah, and if you played at a frame rate higher than 30 frames per second, like anywhere from 30 to 60, and then it caps at 60, but you still experience it at higher frame rates, uh, damage does, uh, you know, attacks do more damage. So if an enemy hits you, it might send you into, like, the automatic slowdown, slow-mo, um, you know, bullet time mode because you've taken critical damage almost immediately. And I kept happening to me. I kept dying. And I'm like, man, I don't remember this game being this hard. I'm playing on normal. Maybe it's the keyboard and mouse. Like, I did a video for GamesBeat, uh, and I posted it on the site. And I'm like, in the video, I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm getting used to the keyboard and mouse. That's why I keep fucking up. That's why I'm so terrible sure. at this game right now. Turns out, turns Tur- out. Yeah. Turns out I had a better excuse issue. than that. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess, I mean, there's some other games that have a lot Are of you stuff. Are like that it's shipped with that? Oh, no, I don't. I, I, ho- as long as they fix it relatively quickly, I, I don't really care too much. I mean, to be yeah. fair, I, I, I guess I had to get the code. So if I had paid 20 bucks for it, maybe I'd feel differently. But I still sure. think it looks really pretty. It plays really nice still. I'm actually, I was still enjoying it regardless of, the, of, the, of this issue. Um, and as long as they fix it pretty quickly, I'm going to be just fine. Um, so I've played through about half of it. And I'm going to save the other half for when it's a little bit easier. But it's still... Very good game. Very cool. Very slick. Um, yeah, the, I definitely want to do it now. I'm definitely going to wait now until they fix this issue. But hey, mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, I think the knee slide still looks really ridiculous and dumb, and I, I love it. Um, but yeah, um, uh, Sega actually, you know what? They actually just did put a patch out today, and I never even checked out what it is. I wonder if that fixed it. Off to look it up. I think like, it was like a beta patch to fix the issue, like which is interesting. Now we have betas for patches. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <All right. laughs> but that's what yeah. I think. That's so, what I heard it described as. Yeah, I was wondering if I was gonna. It's a brave new world. Yep, exactly. Okay, well, either way, I'll check that out. Maybe report back next week and see if there's anything different. Um, but you've been playing uh, another sort of old thing, but it's in a new packaging. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Well, I've been playing the Outer Scrolls Online. Uh, the Morrowind early access thing is kind of, is out now. Um, I haven't played a whole ton of it, really. I would, I would like to play more, especially with a different circumstance, because I was playing it with my brother, and we made new characters at the uh, same time. We're trying to like, do everything together. It, like, it, it's... it's <laughs> MMOs are kind of weird because this isn't even a Christmas just for this game, but like leveling up with a friend is not really all that much fun because they design it so you can do it by yourself. So like the other person's almost just kind of weighing you down more than anything. They're not really helping all that much. A lot of times you're like waiting for them. Like, all right, you talk to this person. Are you done talking to him yet? Like, oh, I have to go sell these, you know, five bricks of cheese I have or whatever. And then uh, it's like, and so it's very pretty, right? You're going to Marwin. I didn't play a ton of Morrowind, but I recognize it as this really neat place to set a fantasy It's got a cool this. setting, right? It's, yeah, that's what I always... Yeah, it's like these big... There's like... Yeah, it's like fungal fantasy. It's like a big insects and mushrooms everywhere. It just... It looks different. It's not just like... Like, Skyrim's cool, but it basically is just like, God, ah, Vikings, there, right. dragons, yeah. you know. Something very familiar. So, right. And this is way less familiar. And it's a very cool place. Like, my brother was more nostalgic for Morrowind because he played it and, you know, like, I guess like a lot of it really, it's like straight up the map from that game, a lot of the same areas and a lot of callbacks and music and stuff like that, which is neat. But like, it's like these games, they're like, they, they don't want to do the, here's three quests and they're all like, go kill five of these things and then come back. Like right. they kind of want to be above that. But the problem is it feels like the alternative is just a quest sends you to go talk to somebody and then they send you to talk to somebody else and the quest is over. And that's a lot of quests. And, you know, a lot of it is like talk to this person and there's these dialogue trees. Kind of like you're just playing an Elder Scrolls game. 
but you know, there's like 50 people around you and your friends waiting for you. So you don't know if you want to like talk, do those extra dialogue options. Right. Like you're wasting time. Yeah. And they refuse to do instancing, at least so far. So like you go into a dungeon, especially if it's new, there's 20 people in there. Everything's dead. You just kind of walk through it. You maybe swing your sword at something. Hmm. So yeah, it's, it's so it's it's weird. So I guess I guess I'm trying to say I was kind of bored. Yeah. But it looked real pretty. And I feel like a lot of those issues, like maybe to be better if you're playing by yourself or if the game was Which is a great thing to say about an MMO. Right, yeah. That's like that's always been the thing. And that's always been I think my criticism of this game, even before they announced it, back when everybody's like, we want multiplayer Elder Scrolls. I'm like, do you? Why? Mm-hmm. Why, why how are other people really going to help that? And, and especially today's MMOs where the social aspects are so minimal, right? Like, it's not like the stuff like, oh, like this is my friend. We're just kind of hanging out and going to the tavern and stuff. You know, it used to be like that with things like Ultima Online, maybe. But now it, it's just like, let's get together and go through this fighting content together. So it feels like that's like playing with people will get fun at the end game when you're doing dungeons and stuff. And otherwise you're just basically playing a single player game where other people are running around. Um, and I, like I said, I haven't played enough of it to really have a good grasp on it, but it, I don't know. It's if it's the same thing I have with a lot of these MMOs where I'm always eventually like, Hey, maybe I should just be playing World of Warcraft. Why don't right. you turn the video off, Jeff? I just, uh, we got, I got some drop frames again. So I just wanted to be careful uh, not to have the okay. whole video come, come across as choppy and stuff or stuff like that on Facebook. Um, yeah, I. It kind of feels like that genre is in a really weird place where they. I mean, okay, we've known it's been in a weird place for a long time, but it's it just. I mean, for the games that are still going, you kind of hear that stuff, and it's like, okay, it's what I expected it to be. It's this uh, hurry up and wait kind of thing if you're playing with other people in certain in certain circumstances when you're doing doing certain quests, and then if you're doing the high level stuff, it's still this really compelling experience. Uh, but until you're doing that, it can be kind of a a slog. Right. Yeah, and Outer Scrolls is just interesting because it's like it came out in like that the end of that wave where everyone was trying to get in on that World of Warcraft bunny still. Right, it was like all these it was one of the last ones. Yeah, right. It was like yeah, they had that wave. It was like Swotor, Final Fantasy fourteen, and then this. And it's weird that out of those three, Final Fantasy fourteen actually seems to be doing the best. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, and it's like I'm, I'm sure. If, Elder Scrolls Online is having its audience, and I think this is a cool expansion to do like such a big landmass like this. It's a very classic kind of MMO expansion, which is nice because like something like Soul Tour, their expansions are you know a little different. They're very story based or what have you, and so I, I don't know. It is just the MMO space is in this very weird place where everybody was like rushing to it for a while, and now everybody's mm. like kind of avoiding it. Or you you hear all these people making these games that promises to like revitalize it. And then when like they it's like EverQuest next, they get canceled or they're kind of weird. So I'd say who knows what's going on with these MMOs. Uh, let me ask you though: Would you rather have this or like a Morrowind HD uh, in the vein of Skyrim HD? Oh, I would weigh. I would. I'd really like to see a Morrowind HD because I kind of want to play that. Because like I said, I didn't really play it back here. then, and I played. I played all of Oblivion and Skyrim. I think it'd be neat to play that game now, just with you know some of the things like the. You know, make it a little prettier, fix the UI up a little bit. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing that really always kind of throws me off Elder Scrolls Online. It just has Skyrim's user interface, mm-hmm. and it's kind of bizarre. Like, everyone likes Skyrim. So, the, I mean, it just like, but like the Skyrim user interface was kind of designed to sort of look like that area a bit. Like, the icons look a little like runic and stuff like that. And now it's just all over the place and all of Elder Scrolls. And 
I don't know. It seems bizarre. Yeah. It, it, yeah, definitely a weird game. It, it does bum me out because I know because we're getting this, that means we're not getting Morrowind HD probably anytime soon, if ever, um, because why would they give you that option? They want you to go play this MMO. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's definitely some... a cool idea. It's probably the best expansion they could have made, I feel like, for what oh, yeah. Outer Schools Online is. Is this something you're going to stick with, you think, for a little bit? No. Yeah. Okay. Probably not. But like I said, if I'm going to play one of these things, I'm just going to play Warcraft, which I have like a lot of time invested in already, and I like it a lot. And if I wasn't playing Warcraft, I'd probably find Fantasy fourteen, which I like a lot also, but you know, there aren't enough hours in the day. Right. Got got to pick one. Um, the other game I've been playing is Star Trek uh, Bridge Crew. Just came out for VR. Oh. I played it a little bit on Monday night. Um, and I actually, I think, I think I just posted a video of my gameplay of that, and it's 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 what you expected to be. The single player kind of is a bit weird. You where so in the single player mode, which is what I played um, at least uh, at least on Monday. I played the multiplayer at E three last year. Um, you you know you start as the captain and you get in the situations like the first one is Kobayashi Maru. Most of the time, for the, for the most part of this mission, you're just flying around, going to different objectives before it's time to go rescue the Kobayashi Maru. Um, and as the captain, you can give certain commands. Uh, you could get kind of my uh, kind of down into the minutia to the point where you could say, "Hey, engage warp coils," and then and then actually engage warp drive, um, things like that. But for for more specific functions of the four stations where if people don't understand this is you know it's a vr game where there are four stations you're supposed to be playing it with four people um and you're supposed to be talking and communicating saying hey there's a ship we need to shift our power from the shields to the weapons so that we can actually take out this ship things like that and and then the person who's over there at the engineering station has the has the panel out in front of them and they can shift the power themselves manually um it's a really cool idea when it's single player, you actually zoom over into this detect the you know the tactical station yourself, and are doing that, and then you zoom back to the captain's chair, which I, I think I mean it works, but I, I you could probably imagine it takes a little bit of the magic away instead of actually me just sitting in the captain's yeah, chair sure. having that you know role play session. I mean, it's kind of this issue where like the idea of like a multiplayer co op VR game is dependent on your friends having these VR systems that are very expensive right now that right. a lot of people don't have. And I mean, I think I do I. I'd even be willing to try matchmaking just because I think a certain group of people that would be willing to get a VR headset and then are also into Star Trek. Yeah, you're not going to be playing with like the Halo kids, right? Yeah, I think you I'm going to be playing with this like a certain crowd that like wants this to work at least. That is giving a good faith effort into trying this. Uh, but matchmaking, you know, it didn't only came out today. I tried it uh, last last night, so uh, I'll I'll give it another go for multiplayer. I'm sure that'll be fine, and I'm hoping. I'm hoping we'll get to a place where that will, uh, where I could just hop into a game or actually have some friends online and try it out. Uh, for now, though, the hopping around from station to station, it like I said, it works. It just wasn't uh, super compelling. It felt kind of. I didn't feel like a captain. I didn't feel like I was actually on a start uh, a, a, a member of a crew. It was just kind of like a, a weird game uh, where a weird game of juggling different tasks and then going from objective to object, objective to objective. But yeah, uh, it's one that I, I will play the multiplayer and come back and probably report about that next yeah, week. I'm like, it's like, I mean, just because I'm a big Star Trek fan, it's just something I'm interested in a lot. Right. I, I definitely, I, I definitely want to like just actually throw myself into it and see what it's like. Uh, but uh, that the single player, I don't imagine myself actually going much further in the single player, just because it was kind of dull. Um. Yeah. Sure. 
And you and don't then, you don't have a huge affinity for that franchise, right? Well, I mean, I, I, I it's not it's not Star Wars to me, but I really like Star Trek a lot. Um, it is okay. the ship I have at least at first is uh, the J.J. Abrams universe Star Star Trek Enterprise kind of thing. Right, it's, I know you you're can, you're not you in the Enterprise series stuff. Yeah, uh, you yeah you can unlock the original mm-hmm. series stuff. Um, all, all that stuff, it, it, you know, it, it appeals to me enough, and I like Star Trek enough, but it's not like, um, I'm not going to, like, geek out every time I come across every little minute detail, um, you know, I'm not going to see some name of a Romulan planet and, like, freak out or anything like that. But, you know, I, I like I said, I want to throw sure. myself into it. They, they get some, uh, DLC Next Generation era ship missions, and, man, oh, man, I might, like, have to get a VR headset. Yeah. I might have to go all in. Yeah, I want to see. I want to try these missions in multiplayer to see if I would actually care about something like that. Because I, I would care more about you know TNG than what they have in there right now. Uh, but it's also going to just be dependent on how, the, like the variety of the missions, which is just something I still don't know about yet. Um, but that's all I've been playing, Mike. You don't have any other games this week? Nah. Let's I mean, I've been in... playing a lot of Overwatch, you know. So yeah, no, of course. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I, mean, I guess I've been playing Arms. Now that I think about it. Yeah, we did play that uh, arms. Would, the, I, it's weird because like it's weird because there's like I'm I'm not playing the global test fire, I'm playing the review copy and the preview embargoes up on the first, even though like I'm basically playing the same thing everyone on the global test did. So very confused about what I'm allowed to talk about. I mean, you could talk like talk, you could talk about anything that was in the global test punch, which was the fighting mechanics, how it works, most of most of the characters, I don't if, if not all of them. Um, no, I think it was most of the characters, like six or seven. Uh, yeah, I, I tried it and I liked it. I got very frustrated at a certain point cause I was just going up against like three people in my, um, uh, in, in my room that were all going as Ninjara. And I felt like Ninjara is pretty cheap, at least at first when you, when you're not super familiar with all the moves cause they're just sure, jumping. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, they're jumping, they're teleporting, so- they're doing a throw move over and over and over. And it was working a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I, I like. I really like the way it's set up in terms of the uh, public rooms, uh, at least in this party mode. Where uh, see now that stuff I didn't really do. Like I was <laughs> playing with like local with, with my brother and stuff. Um, it, yeah, it seems fun. Uh, the, the actual gameplay seems pretty uh, cool. Um, you know, you do wonder how much depth there is ultimately going to be to it. And sometimes there is depth in simplicity, mm-hmm. so that can work out Ooh. fine. People are still playing. I do Rocks worry about. Yeah, I do. What I do worry about, like how much is there in the package? Because there's there's not a there's not a whole lot there besides play against people, right? There's not any kind of significant single player content, or you know, you don't have an Injustice Two campaign mode, that's for sure. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. They're definitely leaning more towards the um, like the Overwatch style of having very interesting characters, and then hope- right, but like on like Overwatch. I mean, I don't know. It's you still don't have like you don't have like you know the customization at least in Overwatch right. or the hope of gaining loot boxes, right? Right. So you know, it's literally going to be the only reason should to play. I think is because you want to uh, like right. <laughs> and it and I think that's a it's a a big thing to write a whole game on. Um, you know, Splatoon had its single player. I think a lot of people kind of thought like if you don't like the multiplayer, you shouldn't get that game. But that single player was substantial. That game did fine. I, I think, though, that the, the shooter mechanics, the team-based mechanic, mechanics of Splatoon might have made it more appealing uh, than ARMS will be to uh, a lot of people. Not to say that ARMS is 
So it, not to say it's unappealing. It is attractive in terms of the way it looks and and the way it plays. It just I think that head-to-head confrontation is something that, that I'm not always going to be in the mood for, like I am for something like Splatoon, so or Mario Kart, or a million other. Yeah, games. like the, yeah, that's the kind of thing. Is this the next Splatoon? I don't think so. I think it's a fun, neat little thing, probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's but, definitely high quality. It's got a lot of polish. It's yeah, it's, no, it's a Nintendo game for sure. They, yeah, there's a lot of that. You know, it's very appealing and it's fun. I just you know wonder how much is there. Right. Okay. How far can you take this concept? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out for sure pretty soon. So, let's get into the news. Uh, first up, Ubisoft had their big reveal for Far Cry 5. Uh, this is one of those things that, that we have been talking about for weeks as well. Uh, we don't have to go too far into this. It is what we sort of expected. It is a. It takes place in America. It's still the Far Cry games where you're going to be uh, traveling around fighting against guys in, in Jeeps with AK-47s or whatever. Uh, only those guys are, are going to be cultists who are in montana in the mountain west um and it's which is you know visually it's at least at first uh, quite a bit different than what we're used to for this series um right i'm still worried that this is going to just start turn out to like go to these cultists camps and clear them out and climb their radio towers but we'll yes see. It, it, i really hope so there's a moment in one of the trailers like the big reveal trailer where it just pans watch that trailer by the way and it says that that video is not available in my country, so that's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't want the Americans to see this anymore because yeah. they're tired of all their yelling, I guess. Yeah, exactly. All our change.org petitions. Um, yeah, so they they had a moment where they just panned across a like a baseball diamond, a sandlot, and it was like, okay, just kind of having that visual American metaphor of a baseball diamond. Um, that looks like it's you know regularly regularly used, but not like super expensive or anything like that. Uh, it, it, that setting could ha- has a lot of potential to do a lot of interesting things, um, mm-hmm. especially since like you know they have. You're right. The, the previous Far Cry games were just like you know you you go to these camps, you clear them out, and then that's that. Uh, and it, there there was always the potential to do something more complicated with uh, who are these people that are. Uh, you know, trying to take over this this area, and it seems like something you would have to, you couldn't avoid in a game that takes place in America, just based on, you know, who you're selling it to, which is you know kind of shitty. Like, really, isn't that the, they should have done this work for the games with brown people, but maybe they'll do it for American white people or whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's so I'm, I'm interested in in it in this game just for that. However, I think that you're you're right. I wouldn't get my hopes up too high that Ubisoft's going to be able to do a lot more with it than just use this as a new coat of paint, a new skin for the same exact stuff. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll see. Cause I was excited about primal. Like, Oh, this is a really interesting, different setting. Well, and that was still so similar to everything that came before it. And I don't know. Yeah. Bring back blood dragon, man. That's where it was at. Yeah. I really hope, oh, man, I really hope they do something similar for like the one in between again uh, to Blood Dragon. I, I understand like Primal actually sold really well, so they'll want to do a full sixty dollar game again. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. Blood Dragon Two would be pretty cool. All right, oh, yeah. The Witcher Three sold better in Q one twenty seventeen than it did in the same period of twenty sixteen. So uh, that this is just a quick story, but it kind of just shows that I think uh, we're we're in a period of time where. Um, we, we, I mean, I don't think we said this a few weeks ago about something else, but games are having longer and longer tails. Um, there was a point where, I mean, you know, 
Grand Theft Auto Five was always the best example. This yeah, past yeah. whatever. Yeah, we were we, at a certain point in time. Uh, it was like if a game's not brand new, it had no chance of really doing uh, a lot of business. Now, clearly, games like The Witcher, games like Grand Theft Auto. I mean, and these are still big games, but it, it is a, a, a departure from the way the business worked. You know, ten years ago. Um, that you know it, they could still sell. They're still going to have a lot of appeal for a long time, and they aren't getting huge discounts. Um, I'm not sure if this is like the better sure. if it's sold better in terms of units or dollars, but uh, either way, it's impressive. Um, and it's kind of something I think Nintendo has always tried to do. Um, they're like the one company. Yeah, they've they, always been pretty good at that. They they've always believed in their in the tales of games like Mario Kart and Super Mario, New Super Mario, uh, you know, uh, Brothers or whatever. Uh, but now I, I think it seems like everyone else is catching on. One question about this, and then we'll move on. Do you think that this means we'll get fewer games uh, like this? Like, uh, like the cadence of releases will be less frequent? I mean, a little bit. It's already kind of happened, right? Like, it's been a longer wait for Red Dead Redemption 2 than I would have thought. Yeah. It's been a longer wait for Elder Scrolls 6. It seems like it's going to be even longer than, than I had thought. Uh, yeah, I think for sure. It's probably it's probably a confluence of things. That's it's fine. probably it's probably yeah, no totally. It's probably the fact that these games are selling better for longer periods of time, but also like Grand Theft Auto has, Grand Theft Auto Online. So it's all these different factors coming together that yeah. enable these games to take longer to and, come you know, out. They're just also harder to make. Yeah. And then and yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. If if they get a bigger return on investment on these games, it kind of pushes out that period of time where eventually game prices are going to have to go up from 60 to whatever. Um, which is, it feels like that's still going to happen eventually, but I don't know how they'd get away with it. Maybe. Yeah. At this point, everyone's going to be so mad. Yes, weird. exactly. It's right. Prices right. for everything else, but video games apparently. Yeah. It's that, that's a weird thing. PlayStation three production has ended in Japan. Um, Feels like cycle jokes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, I mean, a little bit longer than that, right? It didn't come out in 2006. Maybe it was 2007. Yeah, but I mean, you know, no production totally. always go longer than quote unquote life cycles. But hey, right there it is. And it, it doesn't feel though that like the last gen consoles have been forgotten a little bit more quickly than in previous generations. Oh, it happened like immediately. Right, and it's a very weird thing because. It's usually this grace period between like the console still being kind of relevant and then like it becomes a little retro, right? Uh, right. You know, it's like this weird thing, like not too long ago, like, like oh, the GameCube and PlayStation 2 stuff's retro now. And it's like the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 are in this very strange place right now. It's like like so many of those games that you would want to play on there, you could probably just get on Steam for $10 and play on there anyway. Yeah. Um, it's like what the, I don't like, the, it, like I like going to like old video game stores and stuff like that. I just try to imagine, like, is what's the market for, like, old PlayStation 3s going to be like in 10 years? Uh, is that going to be as big a market as it has been for, like, older systems? I'm sure in some way it will. But right now, it's just hard to imagine. Because just, again, there's that, and just so many of the games we are getting now are just kind of games that were like those games, but maybe different or better. I, I don't know. But I guess yeah. you can say that about every generation. It seems that way. I, I was going to say you could. I guess you could always imagine like, oh man, who's going to care about these games? This is the one generation where it's like, oh, there's not going to be that much retro nostalgia. But I, you know, I think you're right. There is something different this time around. And it, it, you, I think you nailed it when you said like the, some of these games are just they're on Steam sales for ten dollars, and people don't consider them part of some lost generation. A lot of gamers who, who play on games on PC just think of these as. You know, this is part of the uh, a continuum of games that we've had for quite some time now. Um, 
All right, like I mean, like what, like it would, like what would the big games from there be? Like Bioshock, right? Okay, yeah. it's Bioshock for you know, I mean, five dollars. Uh, that's another point. Like we've got a lot of HD remakes too of of all the right, biggest, like Uncharted of a lot of the would be games. One, yeah, Charter would be one of the big ones. I mean, it's like it seems like the only real big one is Red Dead Redemption One. It's like you can't get it on PC, and they never made like an HD version of it. Right. Yeah. So, so save save your Xbox 360 for that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Even I then, mean, it's backwards compatible now. I think there's gonna be more nostalgia for the Wii U than there will be for uh, like the PS3 and maybe, maybe even the 360. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Monster there's Hunter. more nostalgia for like the Dreamcast than there is for like the original Xbox. So yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah, not unusual. Yeah. yeah, that's another good example of that. Um, Monster Hunter Double Cross coming in yes, the Switch. Double Cross apparently. Double is that a now is that a double entendre? Is it Double Cross like someone's being double crossed, or is it just Jap- Japanese sh- like saying X? Jeff, I'm sure they thought the two X's looked cool together, and that's it. <laughs> okay. All right, that's all I need. I don't they think do. anyone's who's double crossing who the monsters. <laughs> do, do you remember when you first learned about pornography and you like learned that like there was the rating system like X, double X, and triple X? Do you remember that when you were a kid? Yeah. Uh, have you ever mm-hmm. I, beyond it, like hearing that that was a thing? I've never in my life as an adult, as you know, as a, a pervy teenager or whatever, think, come across double X pornography. I don't know what that would even entail. I think very shortly after like that happened, by the time we were looking at uh, pornography. <laughs> Not that we ever did, but in no, theory, I think yes. it was already the whole NC seventeen thing. Like, yeah, okay. Or it's yeah. just on the Maybe. internet, so it didn't need ratings. <laughs> yeah. right? The lawless waste. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah th- exactly. That's what I. That's what I think of when I see Monster Hunter Double X or whatever. Uh, this is a big deal. Yeah. This is a big deal. Uh, this oh, game. Yeah. This game is single. It's inevitable, but a big deal. Yes, the both true things. Uh, it was single handedly responsible for. Nintendo stock prices just like zooming straight up, like a straight line up, uh, because everyone's like, "Oh, this is the game that's going to make the Switch uh, a must-have device in Japan," which is something that the PlayStation Four is not. I mean, Xbox One, we know that's not a, a must-have thing in Japan. That's it's kind of dead on arrival there. Uh, but the PlayStation Four is sold okay. I think it's nearing five million con- like units sold, which is not great, but it's not terrible. Uh, the Switch could though with Monster Hunter Double Cross could surpass that this year. So, uh, that, that's a, that's a huge deal. I, I mean, I don't have any fondness for this series. I think I might try this just cause it'll yeah. be on a system that I like playing games on. Yeah. It's like, I play them every now and then they're kind of fun, but yeah, I don't have like any kind of crazy love for it, but yeah, it's definitely a big deal. It's going to sell systems. It's going to, it also makes me wonder what, like what the, uh, once one, another thing that makes me wonder what Nintendo's online is going to be. Cause I know a lot of people like playing this online with friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, hopefully they can support this kind of stuff. Uh, All right, moving on. Near automata. Automata. I can never say this word the first time. Automata, because you have to say it like. I know. I always want to say automata, and I'm like, no, automata is a word. What am I doing? It's like manamana. Manamana. Yeah. Near manamana. Yeah. (laughs) Near manamana. Ship. uh, Shipments and digital sales top 1.5 million copies. That's uh, pretty good. I think th- I think we had some sales stories about this game not too long ago, but once again, it, it continues to sell really well. Um, that's uh, it's cool because it's pretty much all just word of mouth. Like it's good, and that's why I yes. care about it. Right? I don't. I, I right. think I've There's ever no seen a, why it's a sequel to Near. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the sequel to Near. All, all these things. Uh, I mean, it it 
looks immediately people don't even really know what it is until they have someone tell them so yeah it is word of mouth uh yeah it's it's doing really well it kind of makes me ex- excited for maybe people taking a lot more risks on the consoles uh to see what see what else they could bring out and maybe find success with yeah it is cool that this kind of like and it's not like it's not like weird in like a nonsense just weird weird to be weird way but it is kind of a weird interesting game uh yeah it's it's, it's nice to see it succeed idiosyncratic it has its own style and its own way of doing things oh. uh yeah it's a 10 dollar word yeah xbox game pass launches june 1st uh, includes over 100 games at launch free 14 day trial for everyone i believe it is 10 dollars a month um the netflix of video games so probably a term that i think has been thrown around a bunch um uh, do you have any interest in this? Uh, I think some of the bigger games are like Halo, uh, like uh, what's the Mad Max game or whatever, things like that. Gears of War. It's called, it's called Mad Max. So. I mean, the Mad Max um, spinoff game, whatever. Eat shit. What Mad Max spinoff game? What are you talking about? The Mad Max game that's called Mad Max? Is it just Mad Max? Is there, is there no subtitle? I thought it was like Mad Max something. Yeah, it's just, nah, it's just called Mad Max. The movie, the, the new movie that was way more important than this game has a subtitle. So you figure the game is going to have a subtitle, oh, but yeah. they just called Mad Max. Yeah. Video games are so, there's so much hubris. I, when, that, <laughs> when that game was coming out, they kind of tried to distance themselves from the new movie in some weird ways. Like, I don't know why, because everyone liked it a lot, <laughs> and it was definitely way very popular. Maybe they thought it would be, like... It must have been a weird licensing thing. Or expectations. Know. Maybe they were worried about expectations, because the movie was so good. Um, I think it was because when they were making it, they weren't... They didn't see the new movie. They were looking at, like, Road Warrior and stuff like that. Right. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, they want to throw, like, all the shit. But I, are are you downloading these games, or are you streaming them? How's this working? Downloading. So you download them, you have I them on the hard drive... And you have them as long as you keep up your subscription. So, okay, so okay. $120, that's two new games, and that's you know $120 for the year. Um, it, you, you, still, you pay monthly, but the point is it's the same price as you would pay for two games over the course of a year. Uh, and, and through that, you get a hun- access to 100 games, and maybe you'll play, like, what, like four, five, six of those? Maybe some people... Four, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's still better than... The price you might have ended up paying otherwise. Uh, it, it seems like a good yeah, thing if so, you are getting a new Xbox One right now, or a new console. Period. And you're looking at both systems, and you're like, "Hey, if I, I mean, the, both of both of them have their games with gold and PlayStation Plus, you know, instant library. Uh, they both have that, and you're going to need that anyhow because it comes with like multiplayer. So you're probably going to end up getting those games. That's fine. That's even. But then this other thing, you just ten dollars more, and you get this whole library of games that aren't going to go away each month. They're they're always there. It seems like a pretty good marketing thing for Mar- for Microsoft to say, hey, here's why you want to choose an Xbox One. Even if they don't have these exclusives, it's like a lot of the third-party games might end up on there. Yeah, something like this had to happen uh, at some yeah. point. Uh, you know, you, you wonder how well it's going to do. Cause it's like one of the reasons, I guess, like I, against the whole Netflix of gaming idea is that on Netflix, you watch a show, it's 30 minutes long or an hour. You watch a movie, it's maybe two hours long. You can kind of cycle through a lot of these things. A game, um, you know, especially now with the whole games as service thing, a lot of times that game is a big investment of time. So maybe in some weird way you you feel better just like buying the game you know you're going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I mean, like you said, even if you're just playing three of them, that's still probably uh, a good value. The other thing too is like the library has to be big and has to be good. It says includes over 100 games. 
Is that enough? Like, obviously, that's like theoretically enough to keep people entertained, but is it enough to kind of wow them, right? Because you kind of need that Netflix mm-hmm. sense of wow, it's everything's on here, it's huge, like there's so much stuff. So I think it's the right we'll number. If you say over a hundred games, that has a certain cachet in our brain. It's better than I over think. eighty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like super way better than eighty. Uh, if it's like it's like way better than like ninety five, uh, just in the way it sounds. I think. Um, in terms of that, the quality and stuff like that, I don't think it's there. But uh, that number goes a long way, uh, and I think Microsoft knows that, which is why it's like over a hundred games, and not like comes with Halo and Mad Max. Like in the in the marketing material, that stuff is there, but the hundred games number is is way more the focus. Um, and I think I think they actually are looking at Netflix because you get the sense that Netflix has all this stuff. But if you go looking for movies and you're like, oh, I want to watch some of my favorite movies, I, I bet you. Nine out of ten times, your favorite movies aren't on Netflix. Uh, it's just, sure, it's, it, they're just. It's just not. They don't care to to keep to maintain those rights. Uh, that's not something they're actually going through going for because they already have given you the sense that they do have everything. They, it's big enough. It's expansive enough, uh, and a lot of it is crap. And I think a lot of these games are probably not very good. Um, you know, you get you get into the you get in the weeds really quick if you start going down this list. Um, you know, I, I I don't have it in front of me, but we've only mentioned a couple of the ones that are highlights, and then everything else is kind of like you take it or leave it. Um, but I I just I think in terms it's like, and we were saying this before, you don't have it's like you feel like you don't have time to play okay games anymore. So a service where you pay you know a monthly fee to play okay games, uh, like a hundred okay games, who cares? Right. You no, know, I I think you're I think you're right to a point, but I I think they're right on the line of being able to convince quite a few people that it is a good enough deal. Um, and then once people get hooked into it, if they start delivering new games monthly or, you know, even bi monthly every couple months and people are afraid of losing the games that they're halfway finished with. And they're like, Oh, I'm going to go back to that. Uh, they're going to maintain their subscriptions. And I think it could work. Uh, at the very least, I hope it introduces competitors from companies like Sony so that we can maybe get even better games on each, on each side. Yeah. Um, but um, hopefully they also announce a bunch of new games for the service at E3, which is something I expect them to do. But fourteen free, fourteen day free trial. I'm at least going to try it out and see what I see what I think. Finally, last news story: Final Fantasy VII remake shifts toward internal development. Huh. What's this mean? So what just they're so not outsourcing. Thing I guess that they were they outsourcing were, a lot of things, and now yes, what a weird thing to announce. Yeah, they are desperate I, to give people any news on this. It's I don't even know if were, did was it announced? I guess they were like talking about it in like a public stream of some sort. I I I honestly don't know how this news got out there. Um, but it is a weird thing to just like make a big deal out of out of. It just okay. Previously, some we had some schmoes working on it, and now Square Enix is actually making this game that most people care about more than any other Square Enix game in the last ten years. Um. So yeah, it's it's a really it's a weird one, and I'm not really sure what to make of it. Other than okay, yeah, this game's really not coming out until 2020. They uh no not they, anytime soon. They and I think they gave like a uh, a time frame, and it was like 2018 to 2020. It was like the time frame or something like that. So it's even there, even they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna start hedging those bets early. Okay. Um. Mr. Minotti, I think it's time we take a break. Hey. Is that okay with you? Okie doke. No. You gotta go. You gotta go to the little boys' room. Yeah, I'm okay. Thank you though for asking. I just like to check. I like to check on my my little mind. Usually I'm like filled with fluids, but I've been, you know, I've been very keeping passive. those sodium levels high. 
Yeah, there it is. Yeah, all right. Okay, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Nintendo at E3, uh, what they're going to have, what we expect, what we hope for, things like that. And, yeah, we'll be right back. All right, Michael Minotti. So, we want more good video games, right? No. Oh, yes. God. Okay. We practiced this. You're supposed to say yes. <laughs> yes, we want yes. Yes, and we took improv classes and everything. They're already going to shit, Mike. Yes, yes, well, Jeff. But how will they ever learn to make them? Well, you know, there's a resource online that Intel provides at software.intel.com/gamedev that will help people make games better, more efficient, uh, with a lot more uh, flair and polish. And and Intel wants to help people do this. That's why they, they set this whole thing up. Uh, and it's it's there. It's there. You could just go there right now. Let's say even if you were wanted to make video games, which we know you don't because you don't say yes and. You never do. But if you were, and if you were going to make games, you just go to Intel or software.intel.com slash game dev and they'll help you out. Does that sound pretty good? Wow, I'm going to sign up right now. <laughs> Thank you. See, that's all I've ever asked for. I'm, 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 gonna tear, <laughs> I'm like, happy. I'm like tearing up a little bit. It feels, <laughs> it feels really good. Better. One more I'm time. Along today. Yeah, one more time. That URL is software.intel.com/gamedev. Uh, check that out. Thanks to Intel for sponsoring the show, and we're gonna get right back into our program right now. Okay, Mike. Nintendo. Hey. What does it mean? Ooh, I like that. Nintendo. Uh, it means something about heaven. It means leave luck to heaven, I think is what they say. It's stairway to heaven. That's, literally That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're going to be at E3. Uh, and we yes. kind of know what to expect in a very broad sense, and that is Mario. Um, now, beyond Mario Odyssey, which is a very, very exciting thing, I think we'll, we'll probably we could put. You, I guess we could lead off our discussion with that, um, and we definitely mentioned this as well before. But I hope that they have a whole Mario setup, just like they had a Zelda setup just last like year, Zelda. with the Mushroom Kingdom and everything. Um, what do you think the chances? Oh no, it'd be a new Dunk City. Okay, man, don't get my don't say that. Now I really have my heart set. They're gonna have the city there. It's gonna be great. Oh man, I really hope they have New Dog City. Have the signpost up with everything. It's gonna be cranky lane and all that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm desperate to get my hands on with that uh, on uh, that game like really bad. But I would also just lose my mind if they if I walked in and the first thing I saw was like big signs that said New Dog City and and uh, yeah all that all that crazy stuff. Um, yeah, I, so yeah, we know about that game. Um, do you have any ideas what they're going to have beyond that? Do you think they're going to have this this Mario and Rabbids Mushroom Quest game or whatever it's called that's been leaked recently? Well, they will. Yeah, it'll be there. Uh, for better or worse, I guess. I don't know. What do you think of that whole thing? I think it's probably going to be actually a very good game. I bet it'll, even if it is made by Ubisoft. Rabbids. Um, I don't, I'm not, oh, that's, that's to- not totally, concern. I don't I'm not totally anti rabbits because I, I, I didn't let them like consume me back in the Wii days. There was maybe too many games, but it was easy enough to ignore. Um, and I, I, there's a part of me that's like a really like 
weird, like loyal, shitty gamer that's like, oh, well, the the rabbits came before the minions, so that's better. They're like older and more original, uh, so that in a way they're like actually kind of cool. Like that's my brain process, and I know it's completely wrong and absurd, but in my in my mind it works like that, so I can kind of get over a little bit. But some of this, some of this Are art. Surprised? Sorry. No, just real quick. Some of this yeah. art is kind of like, like uh, the uh, Princess Toadstool or whatever, the Princess Peach, uh, rabbit who's kind of dressed up like her and the Luigi rabbit. Uh, a selfie. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. I, I'm. Aren't you a little surprised? Like that title is usually, you know, a, somewhat protective of its IP. That it would just be like fully on board with this rabbits crossover and not just like, yeah, you can have a franchise. Here's a Mario, put them in a rabbits game. Where, yeah. They have guns. It's a turn-based RPG of guns, guns. What? Well, that's the thing. I really am having a hard time. They have arm cannons. Yeah. Like, I don't know if like that, it, I think that image is a pitch image. It sounds like it was an internal pitch image. So it's the final product will probably look a lot different. And I imagine it won't have guns. Because that is just so hard for me to believe that Nintendo not only was like, hey, Ubisoft, uh, make a Mario game. It doesn't look like a pitch image to me. It looks like a promotional image. I think it's having guns. Man. That's a promotional that's gonna image. Be very, that's going to be very shocking to me if that actually turns out to be the case. But, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, if that is a promotional image, that's that's the case. It's just so weird. Also, like, if you're going to have guns, why why isn't it actually is it it's not a shooting game though, but it is a turn-based RPG people say, right? Yeah. Like So if they're going to have guns, at least like make it, I don't know, you shoot. Like but uh, yeah, or like just like instead of a gun, just give him like a fire flower that he holds that shoots out the fireballs. Like it's like not that insane. Well, it's like what they talked about with cuz back when they were making the first Mario RPG, right? Like Square first like gave Mario like a sword and put on like a horse, like because it's an RPG, and that sounds like no, let's give him a hammer, and right, like, that'll be that'll be fine. It's just like that same conversation should have happened here. Yeah, it, yeah, that's. What I mean, they're, they're they're kind of Mario themed guns. Like it looks like a bullet bill. I don't know. It looks like Luigi's gun. Kind of looks like his vacuum thing. Maybe it's like like it's like there's Yoshi with angry eyes shooting an energy bazooka. And it's like what is this? Yeah, so it, a lot of that stuff is just not, it's not coalescing in my brain in a way that makes me feel comfortable at all. Uh, but Maybe it'll I, be great. Maybe it'll be fantastic. But at the same time, know. yeah, at the same time, I bet the game's going to turn out to be a lot of fun. I mean, Nintendo's not going to, I mean, even if they are letting him do this all, all this other crazy stuff, they're not going to back off enough to like let Ubisoft like just squat out some piece of garbage. It's going to have a lot of high quality gameplay because that's just Nintendo gets involved with their third party collaborate collaborators. So uh, I would expect that from them. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if that game is coming, it'll be there and that'll be one of the other games that Nintendo will have on the show floor. Uh, do we kind of know anything beyond these two games though, that are kind of, well, sure we'll probably see. Splatoon two is a sure thing. It's not going to be a whole lot cause it's, it's coming out pretty soon. Yeah. July. Shocking. Um, there's the Fire Emblem game. We might see some of that because that's coming to Switch. Right. They announced it. We don't know much about it. And then, then at that point, it's like, what are things that aren't announced that we uh, might be expecting? I think the most obvious is Smash Brothers, like some kind of port of the Wii U version, like like a deluxe version, just like with Mario Kart. We talked about before why we think that should be happening and why it probably will happen. Yep. It's like a point where if it doesn't happen here, I guess it just isn't happening nearly as soon as we thought. 
Uh, but I kind of expect to see it happen here. Right. Uh, the the latest rumors on that is that it will it will include stages from both the 3DS and Wii U game, which uh, there wasn't there was some games that were, weren't crossover there. So uh, that'll be neat. Um, and that's a game that it's happening. That's got to happen. Nintendo knows like that's uh, why not. The, for the audience that okay, so there, there's a lot of people that buy Nintendo consoles just to play Mario Kart. Mario Kart's this huge thing with a lot of kind of quasi casual gamers. Um, there's this other audience that doesn't care about Mario Kart that is you know hardcore into one game, and that game is Smash Brothers. And a lot of them are still playing Melee, but those are like the guys that are playing every single day. There's an audience that played a lot back in college or whatever, and they want to keep up, and they got the game on 3DS. They if they had a Wii U, they got the game on Wii U, and they will get it on Switch. Um, because it's the game they play. It's the game they and they, if there's a new one, they're, they're going to buy it. So Nintendo's going to serve that audience, and it's going to be this year, and it's going to come out like right around the time of of uh, Mario proper. Um, so yeah, yeah. that's the other uh, big holiday game, probably. Exactly. Yes, and, and that's a good one-two punch. You know, the a, a re-release of a popular Wii U game that oh, maybe yeah. not everyone played, and then this brand new Mario platformer. Um, I guess uh, then after this. It, it, we can start getting into more speculation about what games they could be bringing back, new stuff. Um, like you, th- you assume there's got to be one big announcement, and maybe Smash Brothers could just be that. Uh, depends right. how much they're adding, but people will be excited about that. Yeah, the longer um, they go without announcing you know, the- that game before E3, the more it starts to feel like that's going to be like their big announcement at E3. But but yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you have to wonder what. Uh, franchises are there that they can make big announcements for. Zelda already happened. Uh, Mario's coming. They're not going to announce a 2D Mario game while we're waiting for the 3D one uh, in all likelihood. So the other two big things, I mean, there's Pokemon and people, there's, there's always been that Pokemon star rumor, which I think has been more of a rumor of just like a, a, of like a logical one as, yes. as opposed to one that's actually based in like a leak or something. Like people are just thinking, oh, they'll probably do that because it makes sense. Right. It's an implicit, um, like there's like a lot of implicit detective work going on there, but there's no explicit reasons that we've seen for why it's going to happen. But yeah, uh, I'm right there with you where it makes sense. And a lot of people, what a lot of people are saying about it makes sense, but I, I don't see any necessarily hard evidence or reasons why we should believe that Nintendo is actually going to do it. Um, at least this. Right, and I mean, people, pe- people say like, Oh, well, it'll just, it makes so much sense to help them sell so many switches. Well, it would have been true for any other Nintendo system. And they've never made a full, you know, they never released one of the main Pokemon games on those. So right. I'm still a little skeptical of that. At least, at least this year. The more I, hope I think it'll that, happen next year, but if, if this yeah. year I'm, I'm just not sure. Maybe the uh the kind of like it's less popular overall outside of like the main gaming community but metroid's the other like hopeful right everybody's hoping yes. for a big metroid announcement i would really like that it's definitely feels like it's time it's been a long time you have this new system it's something you can get people excited about it's been it's also been like enough time that people are like a lot of people didn't like other m but you know people are kind of over it now uh so I, yeah so- I'd, I'd be happy for that the thing about Metroid is, is that there's no reason, um, like, okay, so there's a lot of these other Nintendo games, and there's reasons they won't happen. Like, a new Star Fox. We just got one on Wii U not too long ago. Uh, I mean, it was a few years, but it was recent, like, it's far more recent than Metroid, if you're not counting Metroid Prime, or Metroid Hunters, or whatever the hell it was on 3DS. Um, Pick, Pikmin, Federation Force. Federation yeah. Force, yeah, that garbage. Um, Pikmin, there's a 3DS game coming out pretty soon. Um... I think uh, Punch-Out, they're probably not going to do a Punch-Out because there's ARMS 
and Arms is, looks like it's going to fill in that slot. Uh, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing is going to get the they got to get the mobile version out before they do a new console version. Uh, maybe Kirby, but Kirby's not. Yeah, I mean Kirby's. Just, there's always going to be a Kirby game at some point. Right? Kirby, yeah, yeah, Kirby could be in there, and it's not going to necessarily. It won't change anything. It'll just be like, okay, yeah, there's a Kirby. Like, I'll, I, I'll like Kirby and like, have fun playing it. I don't know if it's something like you get excited about, per se. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, you, you mentioned Fire Emblem. They already announced that. Maybe we'll hear about that. Uh, like Pilot Wings. That seems like a series. Like, if they're going to do Pilot Wings, why wouldn't they just do like something like F-Zero or something like that and kind of bring that series? And back. speaking of, F-Zero seems like F-Zero seems like maybe the other one that there's not a good reason why not. Right. Except, um, I don't know, there actually isn't one. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe because like, they think those, like, those, those series have always coexisted. Yeah, they're like, well, we already have Mario Kart, but uh, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. It, um, those are different enough. Yeah, I mean, then there's just uh, maybe a few other things uh, like uh, Golden Sun, Wario, Donkey Kong. Yeah, there's like, um, there's like the weird things like maybe there'll be another Kid Icarus game in this. Kid Icarus, maybe. Um, but again, there's those, like there's nothing there except like maybe because why not? Whereas Betroid, it just seems like that time is there, like the the anticipation is there. You have the new system, you can kind of do something there. Yeah, I, all those it other ones sense. I mentioned, I can like see in my head, like Nintendo saying, "Oh, well, we don't need to do that right now because of this or this and that or that." Um, but Metroid, they're out of excuses now. Like it, like. If, they they're, really if, are. if they're not doing it, it's because they just don't want to do it, and they're not going to do it, right? Like that's that's the only reason. Yeah, it's like at this point now, if we don't hear something about Metroid soon, it's like that system, that like series, just is full on in like hibernation for you know whatever reason. Like you know, right. I know some of the like other M was just like you know, and there they can make up bad reasons. Like they say, oh, other M didn't sell that well. Well, people didn't well, like other M. Or you could say yeah. Federation Force and so well, well, you no one wanted Federation <laughs> Force. Yeah. You know damn well why that. Do you believe other M, so. other M came out 2010? It's been a long time since we've had years. Yeah. I wonder if this is as big. Uh, it's wow. That's it's almost as long as the gap we had between like Super Metroid and Metroid Prime. Like, and that felt forever, right? Mm-hmm. That was like a huge gap. I, it's always because like, it's like you. I think everybody. We always think that Metroid is a bigger deal than it is because it seems right. it, it has like a it does like, it so well in, the, in uh, Japan things like that. Mm-hmm. Like the entire Metroid series has sold. This is according with the over seventeen point four four million copies. That's the entire series. That's not. I mean, it's it's good in a way, but for a series like that, you would expect right. maybe a bit more. I'm I'm starting to get to a point where I'll be okay if they never make a three D high like high budget. Metroid Prime game ever again. It just okay. If you're not going to do that, this it's this series is the perfect way to say, hey, the Switch is also our portable, and we're going to do a lot of those like mid like a high budget portable game that we used to do on the 3DS with you know 2D side scrolling graphics with beautiful visuals, uh, just just a good mm-hmm. gameplay as you remember all this other stuff that like that would have been a huge hit on the 3DS. Those can still exist on on the Switch, you know, in the form of Metroid. Here you go. Here it is. Here's proof. Um, it's perfect for that. So I, I I would hope they would at least do that if they're not going to spend all the money to make a, a giant three. Well, I mean, it's version. like there's all these very small indie studios making these fantastic Metroidvanias. It's I find it hard to believe Nintendo couldn't like put together some team that in a couple of years could make a really good two D Metroid game. Right. These days. 
Yeah, and and I mean, that seems like it should be a very easy investment for them. Yeah, and I'm I would I would die for that. Like I really love that series, and I hope they they find a way to kind of bring it back. Um, yeah, but beyond that, we've kind of touched on everything else that they could do, at least from their past. I mean, they've got feels like they've got arms coming out like right before E3. Um, it's like right that, after or something. It's very close. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right in that range. So maybe they won't feel the pressure to announce another new franchise, but they've been doing a little bit better on that. You know, Splatoon and Arms, and those kind of came out what like two years apart, three years apart. Um, in in that mm-hmm. range. So maybe they're going to wait a little bit before they have another new thing. I, think, I guess. I guess the only other thing that is a maybe is Mario Maker. You think that happens? Or you think that's another year? I think that might be another year. I think that's another year. I mean, I would love it to come out but it they don't i know a lot of people are like switch needs games which needs games but i don't it seems like it's got a lot of stuff you know in terms of just the indie games kind of filling in gaps between these big nintendo releases to the point where it doesn't really need games other than the ones it has and that is it gets, yeah. especially if it gets smash brothers things like that um if they have smash brothers and, and mario odyssey at the holidays they don't need uh, another Mario game. That'll, and, and that's about it. That's all you need almost. Yeah, exactly. And they could just hold off. It serves like super right. big. Right. Do, mm-hmm. do, do you think Zelda Maker is the thing that they come out and announce it's the big thing? Um, I would still expect to see just Mario Maker 2 first because mm-hmm. it would be easier to do. Yeah. It's it's easier to uh, kind of figure out how that works because they've already done it. And mm-hmm. in terms of like bringing in, like even if they were to bring in Doki Doki, Doki Panic or whatever, uh, that's easier to do than to figure out figure out Zelda Maker because Zelda Maker is going to be a lot more complicated. Sure. Um, one one last thing uh, on Nintendo. Uh, I was listening to another podcast. I think it was uh, like Giant Bomb's Beastcast, maybe. Um, and they were mentioning they were talking about the Rabbids game, the Nintendo Rabbids game, and they're like, you know, that it's going to be Wario and Waluigi bringing in the Rabbids in the Mushroom Kingdom as like a money making scheme. And I got really angry because that's such a perfect idea, and you know that's not going to be what actually happens in the game. Um, no, I would die to have Wario and Waluigi in like a Mario RPG game. Uh, I would die for just some more Waluigi in general. Can we please get the Waluigi game already? Yeah, give him his own game. Like I, I what I was really hoping for instead of this Rabbids game was instead of Mario and Luigi like that series, Wario and yeah, Waluigi Mario that RPG like that could re- revitalize that- it. There's so much good writing they could do. Like the Treehouse would nail that stuff. So, but that's probably not going to happen. That's uh especially with this coming out. So whatever, uh, more dreams dashed, uh, just give me Metroid and I'll shut up about advanced wars and Wario and Waluigi. It, it, and Metroid really is the golden ticket, isn't it? That, that's like the, yes. instant, that's the card to instantly win E3 in a way, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's at least like any problems they have with a lot of other stuff. Like if they, uh, do bungle their online service, which odds are good that they're going to do that. <laughs> like in some way, they're going to have some weird online thing. Oh, yeah. If they got Metroid, some that's what people thing. are going to talk about. People are going to want to talk about Metroid. Uh, and that's, yeah, I mean, kind of no matter what they do with it, if they do the 2D game, if they do the 3D game, people are going to be excited uh, no matter what, because it just has such a... Yeah, it almost doesn't matter, right? Right. Like with Mario, it's like, oh, is it 2D or 3D? It's a port of Metroid. It's like, oh, that's all good. Right. Yeah. Either one. We're, we're starving for either one. Uh, I guess one other thing. If retro, if Metroid isn't a thing, Metroid isn't a thing and retro is still making something... Is it just something new? It can't be another Donkey Kong, right? Is it Donkey Kong Country 3? It could be. I don't know. I guess it could It's be. probably, in some weird way, so better than their Metroid games, which might be depressing, but true. I don't know. All right, that's Mike. Donkey Kong Country Returns, so that's a, that's a question I have. 
Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. No, yeah, I was just going to start wrapping things up. I, I it does it for Nintendo. We've now talked about like all the major companies that are going to be at E3. Uh, next week we will do that wrap up show, kind of do some final thoughts, and then we're gonna we gotta start getting there. We're gonna have to start walking to, to LA if we're ever gonna get there on time. So. Um, right, yeah. I know. It's going to get going. Yeah, exactly. So that's happening soon. Uh, please tune in next week for that. We're going to be back with more. I'm sure we'll have some interesting stuff. Uh, for now, though, thank you, everyone, for listening. Mike, why don't you tell people who are listening to you right now, to your voice, where they can find you on the Internet? That's what they're doing. You can find me at, uh, on Twitter as Tolkoto. That's T-O-L-K-O-T-O. I'm also writing on GamesBeat all the time, so go there. And uh, I'm also doing the Exploding Barrel podcast, which is another gaming podcast that I do with my brother. He's been doing it for almost 10 years now. Uh, that's at ebpodcast.com. And I'm Mike Minotti. Okay. I see what you did here. <laughs> I'm Mike Minotti on Twitter, apparently, as well. Um, no, I'm Jeff Grubb on Twitter, and I sometimes make videos on my YouTube page. Uh, I, I Like I said, I put up the Star Trek one. I put up some ARMS gameplay as well. You can get that at youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be back next week. Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, take it easy. Bye. Yes, and Mike. Yes, and. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.